0: everybody. This is Lee and you're watching CMS TV. Perfect. (laughs) All right. Let's move forward here. That's enough. That's enough beating down on Ace, don't you think? God. Let's go to Unless another band more. that you that you like. Guns and Roses. Oh, really like do some Axel or something? You like 'em. Uh nothing bad. Not even some not even bad performance, but um, Okay. So a story came out today.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: That um Axl or Joe Rogan was in Rome or somewhere. Yeah. And Race. he ran into Axel at at some restaurant or something. Just chance meeting, I guess, you know. He ran into Axel Rose. And um, nothing nothing crazy about the story or anything. This is just might take 1 minute, but I just saw this. I was like, what the fuck? Did you happen to see the picture? I I knew exactly where you
1: were going. Yes, and I thought the same thing you did. Joe Rogan is like all excited like I met Axel. Nicest guy ever. And pull up the picture like let's yeah, see if let's Axl, see if Axel looks like he's into this.
0: Axel looks like why are you bothering my dinner, you fuck? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like... Axel's like, Fine, take the fucking picture. I know.
1: Oh my I, I had the same reaction when I saw that. I was like, Oh my god, Axel could not give a
0: fuck less. I mean, it's like he's, he's not intimidated by Joe Rogan. He's I he's Axel Rose. He's one of the biggest fucking celebrities in the world. So to him it to him it's just another dick fan with his arm on him. <laughs> right. You know, I'm sure that's what it is. He's probably just sitting like just trying to have some dinner with his chick. And this fucking bald headed fucking douchebag, this Spotify star, is um is coming up to glom onto him. I'm sure that's how he looks at him too. Don't you oh, think? yeah. This social media guy
1: <laughs> Yeah podcaster guy. Yeah, this
0: podcaster wants to I I guess he doesn't know that I don't do podcasts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, when you mentioned Guns N' Roses, I thought it was going to be either this or the uh, Richard Fortas, Nuno Betancourt story. So,
0: Well, we could talk about that one, too, because fucking once again, Nuno Betancourt comes off like the absolute cock that he has proven to me to be. He is an asshole.
1: Yeah, he... Oh, my God. He did that awesome interview recently with Rick Beato. It's on YouTube, and I, I loved it. It's fantastic. But this whole thing, talk
0: about blowing it out of proportion. Oh, my God. Well, he he's a douche anyway. And for those that haven't heard my Nuno Betancourt story, I will tell it again. Because I have no problem running down guys that are assholes. I have no got no problem reminding people. This was... Holy shit. Probably 2001, I guess. So 20 years ago, 20-whatever years ago. But fucking... Remember the DeMarco brothers in Cleveland? Yeah. Freddie and um, Johnny DeMarco? Yeah. For people that don't remember the DeMarco brothers, which is probably most that are listening, they were two local guys that were absolute virtuoso guitar player guys. There's Cleveland's had a few. Neil Zaza comes to mind as well. Yep. Neil Zaza is probably the most famous of the virtuoso guitar guys to come out of Cleveland.
1: Isn't Paul Shortino, or is he a guitar? Like, isn't he's, dude, a isn't he's a singer. Who's the dude with Taylor Swift? Isn't some guitar player with Taylor Swift out of Cleveland as well? Oh, I don't know. No. Well, in either, don't know ca- either much case, about case, you're Taylor wrong. Swift. Neil Zaza and the DeMarco brothers, sorry. Yeah,
0: so anyway, so the DeMarco brothers were these great, two great guitar players. And when I started my music magazine, Music's Bottom Line, way, way back at the beginning, um, I was um, I was partnered in it with a guy named Scotty Campana. And Scotty and I started Music's Bottom Line again. Scotty was the money. Scotty was the money. I was the everything else, basically. And um, Scotty had a recording studio that he built, and he had a... Um, a marketing company that he built and you know like he was but he was he was trying to get into the rock world but he had no idea in the rock world like his it was funny his record company had like gerald lavert on it and like all these r&b guys like i met a ton of famous r&b guys because the the original music's bottom line studio was out in um lorraine like, that's that's where the office was it was the recording studio and I had my own office in the recording studio. So I was constantly, hey, there's, you know, there's Luther Band- Vandross's tech, you know, or whatever. You know, I was constantly <laughs> meeting R&B guys, which was cool. I, I For me, it was great. But he, he was trying to get into the rock world. So one of the bands that he signed was Freddie and Johnny DeMarco. And my job was to kind of, help guide them a little bit so i don't remember if i got them on this show or maybe i made a phone call but they got on the show but nuno had a solo record called schizophonic or schizo it might have been schizophrenic yeah. or schizophonic or something mm-hmm. he had a, this solo record that came out and he was on tour playing at the odeon and um so i don't again i don't remember if it was me or if the demarcos but i was there i was there in a quote unquote sort of management capacity not really the manager because i wasn't like i wasn't collecting checks or anything but i was kind of i was scotty's guy that was there and for you remember this but people won't the way the Odeon is set up was set up was you have a stage and then on stage right as you're facing the stage there's steps that go up and up you go up those steps, and right there is like a little, like the artist green room. Yeah. But it's the only green room that they have. The other, the only other place where they used to make the local bands go was downstairs, into that little. It was like a closet. <laughs>
1: where, where, yeah, it's where all the, where all all the, the equipment. Gear, like, yeah, yeah. Put your drum cases and guitar cases and shit yeah. down there. Yeah. And if you
0: were a local band, you got to stand next to everybody's drum boxes and stuff. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was your uh, green room. So, yeah. in any event. This show was just the DeMarcos and um, Nuno. So while the DeMarcos were on, I was standing on the steps, like not on the stage, but there's like there's no off stage to this place. You're either on stage or you're on stairs going up or down. That's yeah. it. There's no like enough side stage or curtain or anything to block this off. So I was standing. On the steps, like off, off, up the steps, high enough so that I wasn't in, like, frame if people were watching the set. So, Nuno comes out, and he just comes walking down the steps, and he like fucking pushes me. He's like, "Got a fucking way," and I was, and you know, back then, yeah, angry Chris wasn't putting up that kind of shit. (laughs) And I literally turned on my eyes like, what did you fucking say? You know, I just, like, snapped. And he's like, get out of the fucking way. And then me and him started yelling at each other. And I was like, you know what, dude, fuck you, man. You know, and I really was, I just got right up in his face and was just fucking, fuck you, you dickhead. And, I mean, no punches were thrown or nothing. No no even pushing or anything like that was done. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm some badass and I kicked Nuno's ass or whatever. It wasn't (laughs) like that. It was just a... You know, he got shitty with me, I got shitty with him right back, type of a thing. Right. But I never forgave it. And it's it's a shame for me because I absolutely love his playing. I'm a big fan of Extreme, but I've never gone back to see anything that they've done again because I fucking can't stand Nuno. Yeah. So and and I've talked to numerous musicians that know him that have said that he's a first class dickhead. So, that is what I've heard about Nuno Betancourt.
1: That does not so, surprise me.
0: So, seeing this story here this week did not shock me at all. I mean, what a douche. Um, to I'll put it up on the screen here. Yeah. I mean, here it is. Nuno Betancourt responds to Richard Fortas over slash comments. Now, here's the thing. Richard Fortas was Nuno before nuno with rihanna mm-hmm. right he yeah. was rihanna's guitar player yeah he's also been the guitar player for guns and roses for how long 20 years yeah he's not a hack let's just put it to that level is he a great guitar player i don't know i'm going to assume he probably is do you think that's a fair assumption
1: well, if you're doing Rihanna and Guns N' Roses, um, you, you've obviously got clout enough to get two of the most high-profile gigs on the planet. So you've got to know what you're doing. i will we'll just phrase it that way. Yeah.
0: You don't see C.C. C. DeVille getting this gig. <laughs> right. That's my point. You only see guys that can really, really play. This is the kind of work that guys that may not be super famous but are known to be super good, like Imani Pittman. Monty Pittman is a great guitar player that a lot of people don't know. Not the most energetic interview in the world. Holy yeah. smokes! But um, but a great player, uh, and, and you know, and obviously he plays for Madonna and whatnot. And and Nuno's a great player. I, again, I don't want to say nothing bad about the guy's playing. The guy is a fucking in that time period. He was near the top. He was he wasn't in the Eddie Van Halen camp. But he was right there with the George Lynch camp. However oh, and, far
1: down you put that. And right now with that new that new extreme album, that's all any guitar players are talking about. Yeah, it's I mean, great. I know my all my all my guitar buddies are like, holy shit, Nuno on the new the new fucking extreme record is incredible. That rise solo that yeah. he did is just like, oh my god. So,
0: yeah, I mean he's he's a great player, but he's a monumental cock. Yeah, and he comes off as a monumental cock in this in this thing so let me see how does this play out in this thing in a recent interview with planet rock the extreme guitarist opined that many of the guitar players he looks up to including slash would not be able to handle the musical diversity of a rihanna concert stop just stop you're gonna tell me slash couldn't do this I
1: understood what he was kind of saying because, you know, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of diversity and some guys stylistically there there is a difference between just being able to play notes and, and playing them properly with the right feel for that genre. So I understood where he was coming from with that.
0: You, you do know, remember I mean, that Slash almost got
1: the poison gig. Okay, dude, okay now wait a minute that's not exactly like high praise dude come on
0: no I know but it's a, I'm not saying it's high praise what I'm saying is it's completely different sound than guns and roses it's stylistically sound, stylistically different dude I can, I can play a lot of the poison shit so let that I, tell you. I, I, what I'm saying <laughs> what I'm saying is there's nobody comparing poison to guns and roses. Guitar-wise.
1: Yeah, but I mean, but, I mean, he says it right here. You know, he, he says, when somebody like Rihanna reaches out to you to perform, everybody thinks, oh, that's cute, it's a pop artist, whatever. Let me tell you something. What I had to do night after night, put on a reggae hat for one song with a reggae feel, go into R&B, then, then go into some punk rock and pop rock that she did, and then club tracks, all sorts of things, all those different feels. I'm sorry, most of the guitar players who I admire could not in their lifetime play that gig. I mean that in the most complimentary way possible. So, yeah, I mean, what he's talking about is it's a very big jump. So you're talking about a rock band to a rock band. But what he's talking about is going from, like, playing, like, dirty heads to fucking Guns N' Roses or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, so. And 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 I I, I understand And
0: here's where I'm going to say he's full of shit. There's a little band out there that everybody's aware of that takes the most heavy guitar players and turns them into playing all kinds of different stuff. T.S.O not the same. It's still all it's rock. It's very similar. Have you it's seen wh- TSO? Yes. The I- actual Christmas part of it is not all the same. Okay. The but- the rock parts are, but the you know when they're doing the 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 dude coming out and doing the bit with the snow and stuff, that's like contemporary AOR music. I mean, okay. It's
1: close, but I think for the examples he's giving, like using reggae and club music up against like thrash, like I, that th- what he's saying is more extreme than what you are. I, I agree. I get Where you're going?
0: But he here, this dude needs to shut the fuck up. Is really yeah. what I'm saying. I don't care. I don't care about that. You can play a reggae solo. You're not that fucking special. You know, you're not. There's a reason that Slash is Slash, and you're fucking playing side gigs when your main band is broken up for ten years at a time. Right? There's a reason. And and
1: the thing, the thing of it is, like the the main point about this whole thing is that you know he goes and says this, and no matter whether you agree immediately, saying Slash could totally do it. Okay, maybe he can, maybe he can't. But the whole thing is like uh, this whole beef now. It's only on you know Nuno's side. Richard Fortas comments back in the most like it, it's yeah. such a I mean it's unbelievable. He says he says, I have to respectfully this is Richard Fortas responding to Beckport right. saying that, you know, like no offense to Slash, like he you know, he Slash is one of the greatest rock guitar players of all time, but I guarantee and he'd be the first to tell you that if he jumps up and he's gotta play a clean intro to Rude Boy from Rihanna, it ain't happening. And then Richard Fortas just kinda tweeted out or something. He says, I have to respectfully disagree. Nuno Betancourt is one of the greats for sure. However, there's very little Slash couldn't do on guitar if he wanted to. I toured with Rihanna prior to Nuno, and I've spent a lot of time playing with
0: Slash. This gig would
1: not be a struggle for him.
0: And th- this that is, is a l- guy that's done. At, let, let, let's break it down. Yep. This is a guy that, A, has done the Nuno gig and watches Slash play every night for 20 years. Yeah. This guy, come on, he certainly knows more than stupid ass Nuno, well, and, who at best got to fucking play a a gig in front of Slash and then run out to the side stage to watch him play. Yeah, right.
1: And and not only that, but like you know, Richard Fortas' response was polite. It was just, yeah. it was just, it was like, oh, I get what you're coming from. I'm, get, I get where you're coming from. But yeah, dude, I, I know Slash, and he he could do it. That's yeah. literally all he was saying. Yeah. And Nuno just puts this guy on complete unnecessary blast. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll let you read. Uh So, well, I knew this was eventually coming. You can't be blessed and be on multiple guitar magazine covers at a shocking 56 years old. Get this much attention for your playing a new album as a rock guitarist without another guitarist stirring up some shit. Let's just take that right there. Stop stroking yourself. Yeah. Okay. That's that's that right there. I'm on guitar covers. I Ooh. get all this attention for my playing, and, and that means other people are gonna stir up shit. Like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, you know, you, you you're don't still need- the
0: guitar player for Extreme, dude. You're not Joe Perry. <laughs> I know you're friends with Joe Perry, but you ain't Joe Perry. He,
1: he the ego is just crazy. That's yeah. the first thing I noticed.
0: George Lynch gets put on a whole bunch of fucking out uh, guitar magazine covers as well. And George Lynch is a better player than Nuno Betancourt.
1: Well, and and Nuno Betancourt's idol is Eddie Van Halen. It's like, take some fucking notes. You know, Eddie yeah. never walked out there with his dick in his hand. It's like, yeah. oh, just stop it. Unbelievable. Yeah. So he says, I'm responding to this not because I give a shit about what this guitarist thinks about me,
0: but instead. Except that you're responding to it, so you do give a shit. But go yep. ahead
1: but instead because I'd hate to think my few words offended a hero of mine, Slash, and possibly fuck up my relationship with him. Richard Fortas, I've respectively never heard you play one note in my 56 years of being alive and only know your name from the Rihanna camp and as a replacement player in guns. I'm sure you're a decent player, but did you really need to repost a headline that made me look like I am bad-mouthing a fellow player, Slash? As if I'd ever think Slash isn't capable of playing any Rihanna song in his sleep.
0: Then why did you say he wasn't? Yeah, you said it. You're just, you're completely going against what you fucking said. And that, I, I'm going to call into question, I'm going to go backwards here. I'm going to call into question that he's never heard him play a note in his life. Because you're going to tell me that when Rihanna was bringing him in, they didn't hand him all the Richard Fortas tapes right. and say, here, play this? <laughs> right. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Well, shut and, and, up. And if you're such a big Slash fan and shit, you're gonna tell me you you haven't gone to a Guns N' Roses show and seen it? Yeah. You haven't seen Richard Fortus? Like that's that's nice bullshit. fandom, dickhead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he says, let's get something fucking straight. To me, Slash is one of the greatest rock guitarists of my generation and of all time. Period. And Richard Fortas, if you knew me at all and where my heart is, you'd know that what I meant in this statement was not about Slash or his capability. It was about rock guitarists like myself or Slash switching genres and the awkwardness of playing these feels. No shit Slash can play these songs. Thank you so much for pointing that out as if we didn't already know that.
0: You said he couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. It, it, like, I mean, dude, scroll back up. We'll read that again. Like, wh- Like when he said, you know. Uh, that it yeah uh, yeah uh, keep going a little further yeah so it says you know yeah Slash is one of the greatest rock guitar players of all time but I guarantee and he'd be the first to tell you that if he jumps up and he's got to play a clean intro to Rude Boy from Rihanna it ain't happening he says right there if Slash he had to can't play do that it. Rihanna yeah he can't do it so scroll back down and he, he yeah, denies now, it now, twice and like, he says oh I didn't say that yeah. He says, no shit Slash can play these songs. Thank you so much for pointing that out, as if we didn't already know that. But for me, as a predominant rock guitarist... Shut I'm obvi- up. I'm obviously not as talented as you and found it a challenge to nail all the different pockets and guitar tones of genres like reggae, R&B, electric dance, trap, and pop. It's Okay, so he's he continues. It's like, as far as you shining a light on my ridiculous statement that Slash would struggle yes a poor ward choice on my part i personally would hope that slash who is a peer and in influence would be more mature enough to understand what i truly meant as a guitarist by that comment why do you keep digging on this guy all yeah. he said was hey man i disagree slash could do it that's literally all he thought that's all he said.
0: said yeah he didn't say and you're a piece of shit i did but he didn't it, the, i afford didn't say nothing to, to warrant this fucking ridiculous nonsense here no
1: I mean, in mentioning Slash as an iconic rock example, I meant in general, a rock guitarist would find it not a struggle, but feel like a fish out of water as a player. That's all I meant. I've had nothing but respect and admiration for Guns N' Roses and Slash. Okay, well, look, man. Yeah, apologies if I've unintentionally offended anybody. Well, you didn't offend anybody. You're just acting like a complete dick. Yeah. I mean I, I when I when I saw when I saw the headline, Richard Fortas or Nuno Betancourt response to Richard Fortas or something, I was like, Did Richard Fortas like absolutely slag sla, like
0: uh Nuno Betancourt? What the hell happened here? And then I and, read it, I was like, Oh, you yeah. gotta be kidding me. And even more to the point, Richard Fortas has been in the limelight for twenty years. Have you ever read a Richard Fortas fucking article? No. Never. I mean, no. this is not a shit stir guy no he's not I mean he's been in Guns N' Roses a band known for stirring shit and you haven't heard peep one out of this guy in two decades right two fucking decades and he says one thing mildly mildly as could be I yep. respectfully disagree what a dick
1: yeah yeah I mean, <clears throat> All, all he has to do is come out and go, "You know what dude yeah I like if it sounded like I was ripping slash, I apologize I, I just meant that as a rock guitar player, you know pre, you know he's, he admits he says he's predominantly a rock guitar player He says as a rock guy it's it's just difficult to go from genre to genre that's all I meant. you know if, if you took offense, I meant slash my bad
0: that's all you have to say like how about what is this this other shit? I think that's too much that he has to say. know what he really had to say? Nothing <laughs> because all Fortas said was respectfully, I don't agree with you. Okay, and that th- somebody saying they respectfully don't agree with you does not require four paragraphs about why this guy was a poser in your current boss's band and you know, this guy couldn't play as well as you and you're just trying to create a wedge between me and my pal and fuck you yeah. on every level. Fuck you. Yeah. What a dick. Yeah, it it, it was so needless. It was pointless. <laughs> I, and, and I hate it. You know why I hate it? Because I, I don't know everybody in that band because I don't know who the drummer is anymore. But um, I, I've interviewed Gary several times. Nicest fucking guy in the world. Yep. I've interviewed Pat Badger. I interviewed Pat Badger not even that long ago during the, during the pandemic. Nicest guy in the world. In fact, he was doing interviews. He ran out of time. And said to me at the end, he's like, "Do you want me to call you back in like an hour or so? And we could do some more, you know." Because he was wow. like, "I mean, he's just like a nice guy." And I, I mean, so I guess, I guess in every band there is one cocksucker, and <laughs> right. apparently that might be Nuno. Wow, what do you mean? Apparently, might be. <laughs> well, gotta say that to keep it legal here. Well, well, allegedly, yeah. In my opinion, a fucking asshole, dickhead. and look at this fucking response are you fucking kidding me that is that is so pointless (laughs) i i'm
1: sure you're a decent player shut up shut up that like the veiled digs are just so poorly veiled
0: yeah yeah he's he's fresh out of fucking um rock and roll band camp dummy (laughs) he graduated yesterday yeah from rock and roll, what do they call that? Rock and roll is that rock, rock and roll, and roll band fantasy camp? camp? Fantasy, fantasy camp. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he graduated from his
1: job working at the pharmacy. Yeah. He's got his Mel Bay guitar theory books yeah. under his arms. He's yeah. running in, running into the guns gig, like tripping over his own shoelaces. Yeah.
0: I'm here. I'm here. He's grabbing his $200 Epiphone, his only guitar he owns. <laughs> Let me get up here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's tuned like the Ace Frehley guitar. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes, what a dick.
1: Oh, God, it's so fucking and, pointless.
0: And no offense, but anytime you sign your name with just a letter, you're an asshole.
1: Yeah, right.
0: That, too, signed N. You know what, N-F-U. Yeah. You can't, That's can't be bothered to type those
1: other three letters, can you? Yeah. Fingers a little sore from all that guitar wizardry, pal.
0: Not <laughs> from all this typing. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just... <laughs> Ran out of
1: strength. What a
0: cheese dick fuck, allegedly. <laughs> 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 all right. And on that fun note, that is going to do it. Believe it or not, that was a quick two fucking hours. This is a lot quicker than the CMS, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you start, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, it helps having almost an hour with uh, Ricky Rackman to begin the whole yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: so. made it easy. So, all right. Well, um, yeah, um, we are done. Um. Tune in next week. Eric will be back. We will have Bruce Sisk, who has a charity that is coming on, and he's a friend of Eric's, so we will talk to him. He knows a lot of people. We will get a lot of rock stories from that. Um, For those of you that follow along with Chris Aiken Presents, um, the release at midnight tonight in two short hours will be the one and only Mr. Jeff Scott Soto. Uh, Did a fun interview with him, talking much stuff about much stuff. So, um he he's always fun uh wednesday on seth williams show we will have uh cj pierce from drowning pool will be on the show so thursday i will be with (laughs) just never stops thursday john and i will be back again on talking into infinity a dream theater centric podcast uh talking a little bit of vulgar display of power doing a deep dive into that Friday, John will for sure. I may or may not be at Pantera in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, it's town. God damn it, I hate Pittsburgh. And let's see. Saturday I will be back on the CMS. Uh, for sure, I would think. And then Monday we start all over again. Oh my god. <laughs> this is what you wanted. Be careful what it you wish for. Hey, I'm not complaining. I'm I'm making a living doing music, so I'm not I'm not complaining, but I will say I'm tired. but anyway that is going to do it for us so for chris aiken presents i am chris aiken
1: i'm john drake from talking into infinity a dream theater centric podcast
0: and we are done see y'all